Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Chronicles of Ganesi, Curse of the Green Sea. We are a fifth edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast, uh, where we're just a bunch of a, a bunch of adventurers trying to stop the realm eater, Amira, from destroying the world. My name is Coleman Winger, and I'm not the DM, but I'm the host and in- introducer of the episode this evening. <laughs> Introductor? Introducer? I don't know. Conductor? I decided Conductor? to go off script, because fuck that. I um, love it. Yeah. I play Orofarne, the Echo, Echo Knight fighter Mizoku. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit in depth about Orofarne's tattoos tonight, which have been touched on just a couple of times in a couple of places, but half of them haven't. Uh, Orofarne has just a handful of them. He has the words, the best is yet to be across his collarbones. Um, he's also got the name of his wife, Valena, tattooed under his left ear on the side of his neck. And then he's got a crescent moon on top of his left hand and then a full sun carved into the top of his right obsidian hand that was a tattoo before his arm turned into glass. But he carved it back in when we were in the wizard's tower. Heard? Hmm? It hurt having to carve into, you know, one of your own arm? No. He doesn't feel pain in that, in that arm. That doesn't mean he can't lose it, I assume, but it didn't, it doesn't hurt. It's just glass and stone. Rough. Yeah. Um, my name is Morgan Mendez, and I play Dara Metallic, the druid slash cleric of Naramis. And my fun fact for tonight is, uh, Sorry. I'm so sorry. I heard him like about die in the other room from coughing, but I didn't hear That's it on the screen. I'd say we sorry. heard it through your mic. And um <laughs> my fun fact was does Dara have any long-term career goals? And this is yes. They would love to settle down in that little town that that Zelos and then we're working on that I can't remember the name because it's been months. Um does anybody remember? Karth, right? But I don't remember the town name they were calling it, unless it was just called Karth. But yeah, they. I don't know this. if you ever picked a name for it. Oh well, there's it's... something that we could, we could do. We could, we could actually pick a name eventually for it. But that would be their uh, long-term goal. They want to settle there and and uh, help and teach about life and help build up the town for other people in order to live long fulfilling lives you know till the soil take care of farming all of those things i suppose gothic and the tenistari will allow you guys to settle next to our fortress that's fine um fortress. sure just your castle i see yes. yeah <laughs> hi i'm chase evelyn i play alexander the human sorcerer an interesting fact this week is that um he has a notebook on his person that has written down almost everything that has ever happened to him in, including all of the, like, you know, losing his memories in the beginning and um, some of the darker things that have happened in the most recent history. It probably would be a bad thing if that ever got found, but Hey, there's a lot of name drops in it. Uh, hello, my name is Jackson Childs and I play Zhao Jihai, the ancestral guardian barbarian. And my interesting fact for the week, uh, growing up in the Marisian jungle, Jinai hasn't necessarily liked 
concept of fire, uh, something that could go out of control and just consume, kind of always scared him, especially when your entire home is flammable. Um, but he's grown to kind of like it in a sense, um, just because, you know, sneak, but he's still hesitant around it. That's fair. And I am Addison Bell, um, local recovering sick person. And uh, I play Clucian <laughs> Trailbreaker, the bug boy ranger tracker of the group. And a uh, fun fact about Clucian this week is I don't think that I've mentioned his favorite color. So that's what we're doing this week. A little bit of background to it. Uh, have I? I? There was a nod. I have. Okay, we're not I doing know, this. I don't know. I don't I have no fucking idea. <laughs> okay, I'm so remember. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I don't remember. We I did it. This is going to be like that thing where on every podcast <laughs> they talk about the same thing like every episode and they forget. In it's going to be different every it. time, too. It was, <laughs> I, you said, you said actually it was not green as most people think it was. It was a I vaguely remember this now. of purple. Yep. Damn. It was the same, too. Son of a gun. <laughs> At least I'm consistent. <laughs> to, the, to the word, yeah. I, uh, okay, fun fact about Glucian this week is that this memory is not good this week. How many? So hopefully <laughs> that doesn't come into effect uh, talking to Halalu Sunspire. Um, siblings does he have? He doesn't know. He left at such a young age that, like, he doesn't know. His parents weren't old when he left or anything like that, so he didn't have any siblings when he left, but he may now. And how does he feel about that? Uh, he's not really, he doesn't really think about it a lot, I suppose. What else? Is there anything else troubling, troubling you today, Klusian? Um, No. I wasn't super thrilled about the sewer we went through, but... Ooh, bad answer. <laughs> bad answer. <laughs> Sir Charlie, you know you're off. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Thank you for the uh, assist there, Morgan. For the, the layup. And I am Dustin Ull. I play Yorder and Battlehammer, the Mountain Dwarf Fighter. <clears throat> uh, his fun fact for the day is <clears throat> his uh, his family, whenever they go into battle or do like some sort of mission uh whenever it's successful they are able to add a new braid into their beard or their hair and that's how they that's how people know how many missions they have success oh man successfully Thanks. completed <laughs> sorry how, uh, how many does he have he currently has 28 28 Yes. Let's go. Wow. What, what he, does he clean them? Like, how does he just does he rebraid them? Or, mm -hmm. oh, dude, oh my god, that's a lot. So, great boy. I think you'd run out of hair eventually. You have to start going to unmarked I mean, territory. Some of them are like large braids. Some of them are in his pubes <laughs> when they <laughs> no. start out. Yeah. But yeah. the more they, the more he gets, the tinier the braid. That so. makes sense. Yeah. Does he have like a braid of braids? He does kind of. That's master level. Does he have to cut them off when he fails? No, he just okay. doesn't get a new one. 
Oh, I love it though. That's cool. <clears throat> That's really cool. You said 28? 28. 28. Nice. Very nice. And I am Marshall, the dungeon master of the group, uh, for this Wednesday thing. Um, hi. <laughs> My fun fact tonight uh, kind of ties into something that will be announced at some point soon, probably. Um, Jenny's gang, the Amber Dragons, once ruled Redford Streets in Stalbrook. Uh, she has since withdrawn and scattered them across the Green Sea on special missions while she searches for her kin. Uh, hoping that they can aid her in the fight against Amira. This has left Redford with a very precarious power vacuum. Last time. What, whatever could oh. that be alluding to? Sorry, whatever could that be alluding to? Secret <laughs> projects. Secret projects. <laughs> uh, last time, <clears throat> the group went off in search of Yordrin. They found him deep below uh, the Barokamuda Champions Manor in a hidden path, a hidden wall in the wine cellar. As they followed that uh, route down and around uh, through the winding, twisting corridors, they eventually found a room with only a lantern sitting on a box. After some time, the group realized that the farthest wall from the entrance was an illusion and proceeded forward just in time to hear the breaking of bricks as Yordrim freed himself like the badass that he is uh, <laughs> and rejoined the party. Continuing out looking for an exit and chasing the uh, people that they had heard uh, running to the left as they had ran forward to find Yordrim the group eventually came to uh, the entrance to the sewers that lie beneath the burgeoning town and uh, Colosseum. Geld, the guard that accompanied them down below, produced keys and opened the gates and also stuffed something in his pocket. Clucian saw this and Clucian and Orifarne were able to force Geld to show his hand and reveal some of what he had learned. Uh, the cloth ended up being a bolt of cloth from one of the cloaks of House Sunspire's soldiers caught on uh, one of the grates of the sewer entrance. He hit it to try to save face and to conduct an internal investigation, as he told you all. You all made him essentially promise that there will be an open-ended discussion tonight at your place with uh, Halalu Sunspire and a few of his men to get to the bottom of what's going on together in an open forum. They say that trust goes both ways. Tonight, we'll put that to the test. A lot of you exit the guard room, uh, a small building near the the uh, Sweet Bean Pub. Said it correctly this time. Getting better. <laughs> and as you exit the room, you can hear like the sound of of music playing kind of loudly in the night, and you can hear what sounds like people kind of cheering in a crowd. 
And as you turn your head to look, you can see a long line heading into the Sweet Bean Pub. And lights kind of flickering inside. Uh, <laughs> you can see through one of the open windows, a little bit of magic puffs out and creates a shower of sparks and sparkles in different colors. You hear people inside cheering. Is it like a rave or like just like a nice get together? It, it's definitely more like a party. Like people are jumping around and there's loud music and magicians are causing all kinds of strange apparitions and colors in the air. Everybody's drinking and having a good time. Okay, guys, listen, I've been working on a little something here. I remember when we were sitting at the cafe back in Narosa, I said we needed to work on our PR. I, I would like to do a brief introduction for the group to our party, if you don't mind. I would like to introduce the Emerald Order to our fans. Oh yeah, that's, would that you, sounds awesome. Would you allow me to do that? I mean, I can't. I'm not much saying this. That bugs. Yeah, I don't. I don't suppose that's not a bad idea. That way, by all means. All right. People I was a bit you. of a. I was a bit of a bard, so uh, it's been a couple of years, but. Just, Listen for the uh, listen for the introduction, and then come on in, okay? I will say, uh, you also remember that Alexander is upstairs <laughs> with uh, Millie and Fallow. Fallow, yeah, perfect. Well, then he'll he'll also hear in the earpiece when I signal everybody to come in. And be totally confused. <laughs> yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um. All right, so they'll just take like 30 seconds and then we'll be good to go. Okay, so he's going to go inside and is there like a bard or anything playing music? There's a couple of them, yeah. There's uh, three different people, uh, a woman and two men. They all look human, dressed very gaudily um, in desert garb, but they're a bit bundled up now that it's getting darker. They're okay. playing some very like crowd-pleasing hits. People mm -hmm. are clapping and stomping their feet and slamming their cups together and singing along. I like it. All right. Um, I'm going to go up and I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to be like, uh, hey, you guys are doing great. Uh, you guys are hosting our party right here. Um, I'm going to do an introduction for the Emerald Order. Um, can you guys just kind of keep the tempo a little bit, start off strong, get real high and heavy, and then we'll end it with like a low, mellow bit. Does that sound all right? They're just nodding, like, yeah, that sounds fun. Sounds good. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. <clears throat> All right. So he gets up on the stage then. And I'm actually going to say something here. So this is going to be interesting. <clears throat> oh, yeah. And so he's going to start. Roll. Yeah, probably. Well, it depends on how good it is. If it's really bad, then disadvantage. And so he's going to start stomping his feet, like. And he's going to say. Have you heard the tale of the Emerald Order? They traversed the battlefield and rallied the supporters. Wherever they go, they create peace. Malevolence hides when the Order seeks. And he summons his Echo and jumps up on a table and starts, like, sword fighting with it. And he says, 
Today they killed the golems and tamed some sand wolves. They brought the great Exarch down to its knees. The enemies are fierce, but we won't come up short. None stand a chance against the Emerald Order. And then the music kind of just builds a little bit. And then it goes down to like really somber and calm as he signals the band. And he says, but that's not all you see. They've met gods. And one in particular, a truly, truly dreadful soul. But their strength purified him, just like he was in the days of old. They've got allies of a truly divine nature. It just goes to show this guild's truly great stature. Put your faith in the Emerald Order. They're our greatest hope against this truly divine disaster. And he puts his hand on the earring and he says, And now without further ado, Raise your glasses and let me introduce you to, in all their glory, the Emerald Order. And then he, like, points at the door. Oh my door. god. The door opens. Who's going in first? <laughs> I'm just saying, what the fuck? Upstairs. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I'll go first. Yeah. I'll go first. Yeah, just fucking, like, poof, like. Just <laughs> slam the, yes! door, the two doors open. There you go. Slam the All doors right. open. Walk inside. The crowd starts cheering. Kind of follow. I'll follow as well. I'll it's bring silent. It Everybody rear. hated it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You made this seem so high. One person pity clapping you in the back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, just, they're you just connected it. to one person. Like one person's like, yeah, yeah, oh, oh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, like, as, you, as you push the doors open and start walking in, like the crowd is cheering, and then they kind of die down, like waiting. Like, are they going to introduce him? Are they waiting for everyone? What's going on? And then, like, the next person walks in. They're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did say we had to introduce ourselves. I wasn't fucking prepared. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I was uh, just giving you an entrance. It's fine. You don't need to yell your names or anything. <laughs> okay. Oh my sure. God. Uh, Jinhai walks in. Klushin walks in. Dara and Yordi, you come in. As soon as Yordi goes through, he's just going to throw up his hands and be like, Now who's ready to party? My God. Everyone just raises their glasses like, Ah! <laughs> Alexander, do you mosey down? Okay, so my question, because I was half paying attention because distractions. Did you say the bit about come in like when you're when I announce you through the earpiece? Mm -mm. And if, so I would be just confused as hell. Yeah. And I'm just confused, very confused upstairs. Yeah. Um, well, the rest of you down in the bar, uh, the music picks up again. Everybody's cheering, refilling their glasses. Uh, you, Klushin, get a look from the bartender. <laughs> and he kind of motions oh for you to come closer. Sure, I'll humor him. <laughs> uh, Vezrin, the sand elf male who runs the Sweet Bean Pub, kind of leans in forward over the crowd and he's like, you're Klushin, right? You've done a You've done you've done such a good job. Everybody here is it's just buying beer after beer, ale after ale. Like I we haven't been this successful in a while. Oh, I can't take all of the credit. 
it was also uh, partly Yordaro's idea, and I'm going to make sure that he can't hear me as I point at him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, he just kind of leans in again, and he's like, just free ale for the rest of the tournament for your group. Yes, thanks. Yordi's going to hear that part, and he's going to be like, <laughs> what was that? Yordi has very selective hearing. <laughs> oh, my. Well, thank you. We should. We'll all sure appreciate that. But uh, can't guarantee that we won't drink out of house and home. Well, some of us. <laughs> he just laughs, and he uh, gestures to the this pile of coins that are just in this large like flower sack. And he's like, eh. <laughs> "Fair enough." Uh... Yeah the uh, the crowd is loving it. The music kind of picks back up. Uh, you have many people kind of swarming all around you guys. Uh, people are coming up and like patting your shoulders and like a couple of people, uh, going up to Jinhai. One of them kind of tussles that little hair that you have on top that sticks up. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I saw your fight. You were amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Just everybody's thank very you. drunk. <laughs> um, or if you feel somebody kind of bump hard into you. And then he like turns back around and he's just got this shit eating grit on his face and he's just covered in his own ale and he's like, Mate, that was a fucking entrance. <laughs> what can I say? The most prestigious group in the whole tournament, baby. Come on. <laughs> Make a perception check. Seriousness. <laughs> yeah. It's not that serious. With a plus zero, that's four. Okay. Plus zero for a four. Uh, all right. Yeah, it's what, just a very kicking party. Steal from me. A very <laughs> kicking party. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you kind of like pat yourself down for a moment looking uh-huh. if you're missing anything. You don't seem to be. Okay. Good deal. The rest of you guys, what are you doing? You sticking around for a while? You hanging out? You, Anybody yeah. want to do anything special down here? Um, Yordi's gonna go over it? and grab his grab a new keg, and he's just gonna pop the court and just start like chugging from it. Sure. And then he's gonna say out loud, he's gonna challenge anybody in the crowd to drinking contest. <laughs> I will accept anybody you say. Anybody, I, I, I will mosey up beside him. Anybody. <sighs> 10 okay. gold down says that do I can win. I'm going to pull out my mug and set it down. I'm just going to ask for a mug from a person just randomly. Alright. I'm going to take, I'm gonna take uh, one off the table can, that I think nobody's using anymore. We can do this. I have a cheeky little thing here. Who all wants to take part in this drinking contest? Uh, me at the Yordi, me. <laughs> Yordi, Dara, and Jinhai. Do we get anybody from like, the crowd? The is this? <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to make some money here. <laughs> there are a couple people from the crowd that join in. Uh, we'll say three people to make it six people total for a pot of sixty gold. Hell oh, yeah! Sweet. Let me quickly glance here. All right, all right. Uh, let's see. Okay. Um, here's what we'll do. I'm gonna need. All three of you to 
Okay, so first off, the way I'm going to do this is based on your constitution. So you can get up to your modifier in free drinks, essentially. So the three of you each can pound back four ales, no problem. Dara, you pound back your fifth ale, no problem. Yordi and Jinhai make an endurance check. The 26 uh, starting off hot. Uh, That's... Uh, math is hard. 23. 23? Okay, both of you succeed. Uh, let me roll for you guys. Farn is just going to make his way by Pass. So two of them have already failed. A couple of uh, human gentlemen. Uh, the third is a desert elf. Yeah. And uh, he's he's holding his own. He looks to be a larger, brawny guy. He just kind of slams the flagon down and he's like, 5H, not a problem. He burps. Six? Or are you all yeah. done? Oh, filled up. Set another check. Yep. Oh. Uh, that's Eighteen. Do you need me to roll? Yeah. Okay. Endurance check. It's roll. Question. A thirty-two. Would I get advantage since I'm no, drinking out of my I do mug? Too. No, but you're I not cheating in this competition. Better. <laughs> if you'd like to cheat in this competition, you can try, but your co-conspirators here know that your mug is non-alcoholic. <laughs> I mean, I did slam it down and started drinking from it. <laughs> okay, I will say then, Jinhai and Dara, you both know that his mug is non-alcoholic. Like, you cannot get drunk from it at all. I know. Okay. That, so. Jinhai, what'd you get? Twelve. Before. You have failed. Oh, oh no. <laughs> you begin taking that last drink and it's like oh, you just keep going. You manage to get it down, but you're not you're not good. <laughs> like you know if you drink one more, you're gonna barf. Dara and Yordrin. Yes. What's your next? I didn't uh, know it yet. Next one. Uh that's a nineteen. 30. I get advantage. Jesus. Um, I, have a, I have a plus 13 in my con. That's why I took yeah, the challenge. You, <laughs> you have a plus 13 in your endurance. Yeah, you do. Uh, all three of you succeed. Seventh drink. The sand elf slams it down hard, burps again, and he's just like a little bit wobbly, and he's like, oh, I got this. What about you? I think I got it more than you, bud, but good job. What'd you guys get? I haven't rolled again. Sorry. 24? 24. 25. Okay. Eighth drink. Wow. <laughs> oh. Go ahead and roll. 22. Play these numbers. 29. 29. <laughs> the sand elf gets halfway through his drink, and then he just starts kind of, like, spitting it a little bit back into the cup. He's like... <laughs> he starts choking. He's like... Oh, okay. Okay. All right. And he sets it down, and he's like... Yep. I'm gonna go piss. Then he sets his gold on the table and leaves. <laughs> uh, but as he does... Nope. He doesn't notice. He's gone. 
that just leaves Dara and uh, and Yordrim. Again, Dara, you know that he's not drinking alcoholic drinks <laughs> in the sense of he can't get drunk. I'm just looking at him, like giving him the stink eye, but also I know that it's, this is fun. I love the... How is the crowd taking this? <laughs> the crowd at this point is pretty excited about the two of you. Uh, it's only the Emerald Order people who have survived this. The other three just kind of didn't as long. Uh, the Sand Elf kind of went back, went outside, used the bathroom, obviously a bush, uh, came back inside, and is just kind of watching intently at what's happening. Roll another one for what drink are we on? Nine. Nine? Nine. Go ahead and roll. 27. The 19 again. Okay. We're just, just going to be staring straight at Dar with the biggest shitty, shit-eating what? grin on his face. Just downing him. <laughs> Alright. Go ahead and do one more. And this time as well, Yordi. Roll a deception check. Roll a deception check. Like He's going to get full before <clears throat> Dara gets drunk. Like, Yeah, he yeah. is. <laughs> oh, that first roll was bad. Oh, that's a 17 for deception. Okay. It's a and 25. a... For the drink. Plus eight. 23 for endurance. Hey, you both pass the drink, knock your tenth down, mm-hmm. set it on the table, and uh, the sand elf just kind of moves closer and pulls his ten gold off the table. And he looks at you and he very quietly says, I know that you're some kind of like hero around here right now, but cheating is pretty fucking low, don't you think? And he takes his gold and moves back away. <laughs> You see, like a crowd of people, like trying to stop him. Like, hey, 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 you lost that money fair and square. And he's like, "Pay yourself." You're just gonna kind of stand up, and he's gonna be like, "Be wise if you put the gold back. You agreed to terms, and you lost." He's gonna pretty boldly turn back and look at you and say, "I tried to be chill about it, but um." looks at the two humans and he's like he cheated what he's gonna be like you want to settle this somewhere else some uh somehow else oh your dream your dream we don't (laughs) come come now let's just go back to the the room and and hang out it's you you've obviously had too much other you see like a couple members of the crowd going on taking the sand elf and dragging him away. And they're like, buddy, you fucking lost. You're fucking drunk. Get out of here, man. <laughs> He's just like streaking curses back at you like pissed off. Mean. At some point, a few minutes later, you just hear like a cling on the table as tin gold is placed back down by some random person that had helped drag him away. Oh my oh, hell God. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> gonna turn back to Dara and be like, shall we do 11? It's gonna look at you and go just lean we're, in real quietly and say, I know I know you but I will do 11 and that is it. Dara, roll one more. Yordi's gonna lean back in real quick and he's gonna be like half the pot's yours. <laughs> That's a 21. I might actually lose that one. No, you've actually got that one. 
That's an 18 for me. Damn. So the DC has gone up by one for every drink that you've done. <laughs> you both pass. Mostly because your room can't fail. <laughs> but you are very, very full now, Yordi. Fair enough. You've just drank so many carbs. <laughs> I am going to go and uh, find like a big keg and you'll see Dara open up this compartment in their side (laughs) (laughs) and they're gonna release all of the alcohol into that that they just drank just like a resin like a reservoir and just it's like a catheter. We just got out of the got sewer. Like, <laughs> oh. She's got like a house a house faucet on the side of them. Like, there's, like, them. there's like uh, shit in there and uh, uh, fermented uh, water. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Or bath water. They have oh, to it's not. It's it brown. every now and then. Gamer girl bath water. <laughs> Gamer girl keg water. Anyway. <laughs> 60 gold. Split down the middle if that's how you're doing it. 30 each. Yep. Which means you can both add 20 gold because I don't imagine that you took 10 gold out of your pot. So, that's fair. <clears throat> I'm going to lean over to Clution and I'm just going to say do you think that he's realized or cares that Dara just kept pace with him and he probably needed to be drinking non-alcoholic drinks to keep up with Dara? <laughs> Do you think he's realized? realized that? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I think he's probably <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'll bring it up to him later. Crush his soul a little bit. Get another name from the order in his book, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> How long do you Which guys want to stay smiling? He just wants to see that play out. <laughs> How noisy is it getting uh, downstairs compared to our perspective upstairs? You can hear it sometimes it's not like a constant thing um it like you can hear the the crowd kind of cheering and stuff and occasionally you can hear the music coming through but it's kind of softer yeah all right it's like mostly mostly pretty well uh muted in the penthouse itself yeah yeah but you can hear some how long does the emerald order Want to stay down in the bar? Well, you still want to talk to Sunspot, right? Yes. Is he here? That's Partaking or? Yeah. Make a perception check if you'd like, um, but you haven't seen him walk in. We're yeah, just going to drinking, partying down with all, everybody else until he sees the group head upstairs. 13? You don't see him. Uh, were any of his guards in here at all? 
actually, I do have a question. Uh, yeah. That piece of uh, cloth that we... Uh, what was the guard's name? Quincy? Geld. Quincy. Geld. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> I don't know where I got Quincy from. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, no, that's just been in my head. I'm sorry. Um, Geld. A Geld. Geld. Because he looked I, weak. I... Yeah, I could have said gold, and that would have been way closer. Um, the like the fabric that was torn off was it like arm piece? Was it like like a back piece that got trapped when he was trying to go down? Or what? exactly that? It was a piece of the cloak that had ripped off. Okay. Yeah, and it had just a a piece of the sunspire symbol on it, okay. enough to be noticeable that that's what it was. Right. Uh, Alexander. Sir. Upstairs, you hear vaguely every now and again, you can hear the party kind of commencing. Um, Fallow is. After you, you two had kind of fallen into comfortable silence. Fallow's just kind of sitting back on the couch with his eyes closed, just kind of resting them momentarily, you know, just taking a brief moment of peace and. As you're looking at him, you can't help but think that this might actually be the uh, most consistent kind of quietness he's had in a while. And the same can be said for you. <laughs> I say I won't disturb it at all. Right. The kind same knocking it for what it is. Um, but before long, as all things fade, so too does the silence. As you hear a knock at the door. Can I help you? I, I walk to the door and say that. Through the door. You hear a familiar voice on the other side. Uh, kind of softly says. Uh, but firmly. I was to meet. You and your friends here tonight. Open the door. You see Halalu Sunspire. The current reigning champion of the Barokamuda. Wearing a cloak. You can see a couple of his guards pulling themselves up with the pulley system around the side of the building to try to be inconspicuous. <laughs> well, come, come in. I wasn't aware that you were coming, but I'm sure they'll inform me soon enough. Yes, they... Um, <clears throat> from what I gather, they uh, were with Geld until fairly recently, so... They must be nearby. Right. We've probably just passed them in the streets or something. They're probably downstairs, actually. He nods kind of slowly. Yes, the party. Yes, that would make sense. Um, as you look at him for Lalu, you, you can see him again uh, wearing his kind of white and gold robe with the golden bangles on his left arm, the golden bracers and sandals, but he's got this like heavy linen kind of dirty cloak. And as he walks in, you see him kind of unbutton it and take it off and set it down. Um, and you can see he has these three uh, cylindrical kind of rods that are each about four inches kind of attached to his hip. Uh, almost like a belt with uh, just a real-world example, like an ammo belt almost, you know, like like uh, for slug shotgun kind of things in Westerns. 
He's got like three cylindrical devices on his hip, though, as he takes his robe off and he kind of looks around and he's like, well, I'm glad to see that my honored guests are being treated comfortably. It's amazing what a letter with your name on it can do. Um, if you don't mind for a moment, I'm, I walk over to, to Millie and gently wake her up and escort her to uh, one of the bedrooms. If we're going to be What's speaking. Your... Yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I was just um, going to say, if we're going to be talking, you know, to so that she's not disturbed by it. What's my uh, in passive something? Passive insight. What's your passive insight? Fifteen. Fifteen. You see him kind of, uh, as you say, the letter that you sent or whatever, he, he kind of like, his eyes flick around the room momentarily as if remembering a nod. He's like, okay. Millie is, is moved to another room. So okay. she won't be disturbed. Um, you see uh, two guards walk into the room. One of them is uh, darker skinned. Uh, it is Brinalk, who some of you met at the uh, at the banquet hours earlier. Um, he is kind of gangly, five foot ten. Uh, lithe but muscular. Uh, you can see the now completely open uh, on his wrist. You can see the as he's wearing short sleeves now. You can see the uh, the Sunspire kind of tattoo, the reminiscent Sunspire tattoo on his wrist, uh, without the embers. And he looks a bit relaxed. Uh, he's got a dagger on his hip, and he kind of takes it off and sets it by the door. And he just kind of looks at you, and he he just kind of nods slowly and says. It's a little bit rude, I think, to bring weapons into somebody's house. Uh, kind of sends the wrong message, in my opinion, especially with what we're trying to do tonight. Believe me when I say, believe me when I say, um, the situations we've been in, that wouldn't be the weirdest thing. The uh, the man that you recognize as Geld walks in as well and shuts the door. Um. God damn it, Dustin. Uh, and he also removes his weapons by the door and sets them down. And he moves to uh, the dining area and he grabs a chair and brings it into the, the foyer and sets it up. He says, uh, well, um, your friends are around. Uh, do you have a way of getting in touch with them? Yeah, um, uh, before I get to that, you said there's three guards that come up, right? Yes. Yes, the um, third one the third? is uh, Quintus. Quintus, okay. Yep. I just wanted to write that down. Geld, Quintus, and Bernalk. Uh, yeah, I, I touched the earring. So I guess you guys invited Lord uh, Sunspire? Um, he's up here. Those of you down below hear the message. Yep. Yeah, I'll touch like the message and send uh, the earring and say yes, we did. Um, As Star is talking, you just hear like <laughs> Oh my god. Did I, I can't remember, guys. Did I take uh, DJ Chad Nazar down with us to the party? Right? You did, yeah. Yeah. 
You oh, left the shit. baby in the car? I was just... <laughs> I think he like... took him into the sewers, too. Yeah, I think I guess like he was just like attached to me at some point. Sure, he will say he drops off of you and just rolls forward like Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> finds oh a place to rest. He rolls into a wall, and you hear this clattering of bones as it reassembles back into the shape of Nebuchadnezzar, and he just falls asleep. Oh, my God. That's how he works now. <laughs> Wow. We're building the mythos. <laughs> I love it. It's cute. I'm going to be putting my armor back on through this conversation, going to my room, bringing back out the pile of, of pieces and just putting it on over the next 10 minutes. Sure. Yeah. Easy to do. Blalu is just kind of sitting there kind of awkwardly, just looking around like. <laughs> oh, Alexander, we, uh, Decided to have a meeting tonight after finding out some stuff down in the sewers. Sorry to kind of spring this on you. We thought we'd see him downstairs and then all come up as a group rather than just him seeing you up here. Well, I mean, if he just showed up down there, he probably would have gotten swarmed. He just kind of tilts his head to the side and nods. Uh, unfortunately, yes. I want to do something real quick, if that's okay. Uh, as we're kind of, like, chilling out a little bit, just resting a little bit, I just want to walk around the room, uh, specifically looking at the three guards to see if they have any... Their back garment is torn, or, or like, their cape, cloak, whatever, is torn in any way. Sure. Um, go ahead and make a perception check. Like... Troll one. Troll one. Well, as you're circling around them, you notice that their cloaks are all put together. There's nothing amiss about them. Um, they're not missing any fabric. They don't look like they've been recently like mended with stitching or anything like that. Um, they all look above board. This isn't really a check that you could fail. I just wanted to make you roll something. <laughs> Keep you on your toes. <laughs> Soldiers are just kind of leaning forward, their hands folded in their laps. And uh, Halalu's just, again, just staring around at everybody. And he's like, I really don't have uh, all evening. <laughs> um, I was hoping we could button this up in maybe an hour or two. I'm sure we could come to something. Um. What did you guys find that warranted this? Well, it's out. You already, to put you honest, already was in um, us. Um, basically, what led to us questioning kitchen staff and thing through tunnel. Uh, You're cutting hardcore, bro. I am? Oh, wow. Sorry. I, I have to, like, be continuous with my speaking. So, basically what happened is that Ardrum did go missing, and we went underneath the hotel. Uh, we found a path leading to him. Well, I guess, like, brick structures. But we ended up hearing him... Uh, Breaking, breaking through one. That's that's how we found them. 
I don't he know. Was, he was kidnapped, um, presumably, because he was walled behind a uh, freshly uh, made brick wall and a secret tunnel in uh, in the basement of the champion's house. Didn't we tell you not to leave on your own? <laughs> I look at Yordra. I'm going to stare back and be like, you can't be mad at a man for going to get himself a drink. Or a dwarf for going to get himself a drink. <clears throat> can't fault that logic. <laughs> on top of the fact that we found all kinds of things we that were a bit suspicious. It was it was most disturbing that you have decaying bodies in your house. And from why the report that I got them. from Geld, there was one. Uh, still That's disturbing, still but, but one, not bodies. Um, and That's again, technically correct. But I feel it would be remiss of me not to point out that I simply inherited the house, and if you found secret access tunnels beneath it that I did not know of, I fail to see how that alone is on my shoulders. However, the news of the cloth is quite distressing. There's someone within my own guard who is working with these kidnappers, then they need to be brought to justice. I did notice three people leave the kitchen in a hurry and went upstairs after they went in. Mm -hmm. I didn't get a look, good look at their faces, but the one looked important standing. He nods. Says, uh, Renalk, do you do you know anything about this? Renalk is like, well, I I tried to gather everyone together. Um, like I told Geld, uh, there were a few who were missing, and I couldn't quite find. It could be that he saw them sneak off. Did you see them go anywhere in particular? They just went to a room up on the second floor. He pulled out a key, opened the door, and let himself in. Bernalk. I was trying to think of his name. Brain fart. Bernalk kind of sighs a little bit and shakes his head, and he goes, "Well, the the floors, the 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 rooms on the second floor are mostly used for cleaning. That's where we store a lot of the supplies. It doesn't help too much." I'd do my best to give him a description of the one person if you want me to roll a check, but sure. Mm. About it. Go for it. Uh would it just be like a an intelligence check or sure. And ten. <laughs> you give a you give a decent account of what you saw. You were a little bit distracted at the time, but he saw what he saw. Um, yeah. Kalalu is going to look at all of you and he's going to say, 
according to Geld, um, there are questions, and I'd like to put to bed any doubts that you might have about me and my house. Uh, I understand this cloth situation is not exactly painting innocence for my house. However, I would like to assure you that you have my full cooperation, and I assume that I have yours. Well, uh, could I, I ask this? Do you have, like, a guards list of, like, the people who, like, were meant to protect come here tonight? Uh, or of course. Do you have... Okay. Um, from that list, I don't know where you have it. Do you have your own suspicions? Any people seeming dodgy or last-minute recruits coming in to try to join your ranks? Shakes his head. We've had a fairly loyal crew for the last five years since I became champion. We've only had staff turning hands two, three times in that five years. Most what about left? What about guards that you inherited with the manor? Did you bring in all of your employees yourself, or are many of these from the old champion that when would the, know of these secret tunnels? When the previous champion was defeated, he was supposed to return back to his homelands and take his guards with him as detainers and security. When I took over the manor, I suppose. I was given the option of retaining any of his staff that I thought I would like, but at that point I had quite a few of my own retainers that fell on me from Linaris that I wanted to do right by. So at the time, Farrakh took his guards and he left Venubia for a while. And he returned a couple of years ago. Can't say what happened to his men. Honestly, I didn't keep tabs on him until he returned. So yeah. we've been not... building their own suspects by access to keys also, because remember that whoever it was did open that hatch in the kitchen. It was unlocked when you order and found it, and it was locked after he went in there. So they had to have access to those keys. <clears throat> Which brings me to an unfortunate quasi-conclusion. Bernalk is head of the kitchen staff. Bernalk tried to round up the kitchen staff who had access to those keys, and three of them were missing. Alexander saw three of them disappear onto the second floor. He specifically mentioned that they used keys to enter the room. I don't personally have on me a list of all of our kitchen staff. They tend to be more of a turnover rate than anything. Uh, you know how it goes. But Bernalk, I assume, kind of looks at him, can get that list and at least get the names of these suspects and descriptions. That doesn't explain why they would have the crest of House Sunspire on a cloak, as that is only reserved for my guards and myself. So either they're trying to tarnish your name, or buddy in your guard is doing something, helping. I don't know. The person that 
was wearing the cloak fled through the sewer, so it couldn't have been one of those three. It had to have been an additional fourth person. He sighs. He says, yeah, that, that checks out, actually, yes. Um, I don't often wander the halls on the second floor as they tend to be used for cleaning and storage purposes. Uh, however, in my time of wandering the, the estate when I first settled here, I did not find secret passageways at all within the manor itself. However, I did find some within the Colosseum, of which he turns to look at you, uh, kind of glancing at each of you specifically for a moment, his eyes resting on your drum and then resting back on Orifarne. Why did you break and enter into my office and then follow down into the access tunnels? I understand you're conducting your own investigation, but what else led to that? Just look at your order. Well, you see, we were coming to talk to you when we saw you go in that room. And then what I thought I heard was a little commotion. So, of course, sorry, this is just me, but... I don't like doors, so yeah. Heard the commotion and then decided to go head first through the door. His eyes cut back to you, Orifarne. <laughs> he just kind of like looks at you like, what? <laughs> he looks back at your dream and he's like, okay, you, you say you heard a commotion. I retreated from the crowds quickly into one of my many studies and had hoped to garner a few minutes of respite before the, the next match when I heard people at my door. Now, there's only one way in and out of that office. To the naked eye, anyway. I did not want to get boxed in with a bunch of raving fans and coliseum goers wanting attention or wanting autographs or wanting to see me it's very energy draining and quite unsafe to be honest so i fled however geld has told me that uh there was something else you had told him to look out for any how did he put it Religious fanatics. Yeah, essentially. Um, everything he said, by the way, is true. Um, we were just going to come and introduce ourselves as we were just moseying around after our time in the competition for the day was over. And we saw you and we followed you and we're going to say hello. And then uh, you closed yourself behind a door that we were going to attempt to just follow you through because we didn't know that was an office um and then there was a bit of commotion or a small shuffling of things that triggered yorderum's need to i don't know but uh <laughs> anyway what what happened happened and then when we saw through the hole that yorderum created um that led to 
oh, where'd he go? And then there's like, oh, there's a trap door. And it's like, well, that's suspicious, which you could get a very logical string of conclusions to make. Um, and then that what led into the events that transpired, which <clears throat> me doing my magic down into the catacombs, the tunnels, and uh, basically seeing a witnessing a conversation behind between a few shady types somebody in beautiful golden robes speaking with somebody that looked like a merc or an assassin basically saying that you know uh the assassin or the mercenary thought that you know maybe they should hold back a little bit that five on the first day get them caught because it's too many and the other one uh seemed very religious in his attire and he had a mask on and it seemed very culty and basically just said it's like oh we, well, we need sacrifices for our lord and then he saw me and he shot like an icicle in my face and then we ran the uh champion turns and looks at geld and at quintus and he looks back at you and he says <sighs> Suppose that I believe that to be the case. And frankly, you'll forgive me for thinking that may be a bit outlandish that you saw a clergyman wearing a mask in the access tunnels who shot an icicle at you as you were floating as a ghost. It, it is outlandish. I'm not saying it's wrong, but... It's hard to take at its word. Um, do you have any defining features or traits of these people that could help us? As, <laughs> as I'm, Coleman as I'm searches. muting myself, frantically turning my note pages. He said, oh, let me, I got evidence. Hang on just one second. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to present uh, State's Exhibit Number 2, please. Yeah, basically. <laughs> or if he takes out his no, own notebook. <laughs> Misheard, yeah. Hearsay. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, nobody got Objection, that. Joke. Speculation. No, 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 yeah. Objection, <laughs> hearsay. Your text is your own question. <laughs> yep. Uh, sacrifices for the better good. Our Lord requires sacrifice through ritual sacrifice. Uh, uh, we'll earn favor through our Lord. Uh, there was a man, the, the Merc was in dark leather armor. He had a black scarf. He had some dark hair. Um, the other man was kind of large and he was in black and gold robes and then like a black, I think you said cloth mask. It, it looked very ceremonious. Hmm. Can't think of any religions around here that, uh, you see, Venubi is a very non religious kind of country for the most part, but I'm trying to think of any religions that have the colors of black and gold. Can I make a check? Sure. Yeah, somebody make a check on this man. Jesus. You could, Miss Wisdom. Uh, you're literally, you're a cleric it's a, now. It's a 16. 16. Um, you, you get some imagery of uh, the goddess Astar and Umbra, two of the kind of darker, trickstery kind of goddesses. Um, a star 
just because she's a goddess of trickery and night and uh and moonlight so it kind of fits a theme of black and gold and umbra just due to the fickle vain nature of umbra you never know with her <laughs> be hard to believe uh, i i say uh, i kind of regurgitate that mumbling out loud It'd be hard to believe Umbra, though, because, I mean, she is here, but it seemed like she was trying to turn over a new leaf, as it were. Maybe? I look to follow. <laughs> what were you going to say, Colin? I was going to say, yeah, she seemed pretty, I mean, forward when we were in the ball. Fallow answers as well, like you asked, and he says, uh, I am... Um... I can't really speak for Umbra, or for a star for that matter. I wasn't exactly um, favored by any gods until recently. Nor did I have much reason to study them in Jigetsi. And when I finally came to the surface, it was uh, time to learn how to be a person and not serve anything again. Insight check, religion. <laughs> Can what make an insight check on him mean? if you'd like. What are you specifically wanting to insight? I hate this thing. It never works. Every time, like, I it was an 11. I literally just want to see if, like, he had, like, a glint of something in his eye about, like, if he would still be believing that or if he's lying. He looks tired. As he says it, um, of course, insight, not just being a lie detector. Uh, he looks tired and uh, his eyes are a bit sunken. And as he says it, you just hear this air of of just exasperation almost out of his voice of just being done with higher figures. Question. I have a question. I'm going to say I have a question in in character. Okay. <laughs> Tip for Sunspire. Sorry, I, I had like four ideas and then I was like, he's not going to let me do another check, so I'm going to have to just ask him with my six seconds. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um, Halalu, you look wearisome. Is that a word? That was Fallow. That you just insight checked. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? I thought we were talking to Hello. I'm so confused who I'm talking to. Bruh. Fallow's here. Alexander asked for Fallow's opinion on it. And so Fallow gave his I opinion. I thought that on was Halulu's Halulu's son talking. Honolulu Spur. I don't Honolulu Scumspire. Then scrap that whole thing because why I would never have just fucking asked that. Cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Bloopers, bloopers. Dang just it. Keep, it, keep it rolling. I can't take notes and ask questions at the same time. He does lean forward a bit, Fallow, as he says that, and you all bear witness to the necklace that he's wearing. That is very much like those of you who currently have a necklace uh, made from alexander's he has one exactly like it i did send a picture of that didn't i mm -hmm. i, like I think so 
a long mm. time ago. I think so, a long time ago. I can send them again so um, Dustin can have reference. Yeah, okay, I found it. There was the scarab, there was the phoenix, there was the sun setting over the mountain, there was the trees, there was the deer, there was the ranger station. What? Oh, so the ranger station was his. Yeah. Um, does Sunspire pay any mind to... Not really. He he knows a bit about the zeal, and he knows where they come from, and so he's not... Oh, no, to the, to the necklace. Not the... Oh, he has no idea. Okay. He failed that check at dinner, baby. <laughs> he is kind of like vaguely aware that all of you pretty much, or four of you have one, five of you have one. He's like, in his head, he's kind of like, well, that's cute. <laughs> well, you undoubtedly have more questions. Please ask away. Anything I can do to set your minds at peace. Well, we Yordi's, continue this investigation. Yordi's going to stand up and he's going to look at Orfarne and be like, you remember the direction you went in the tunnel, correct? I do. He's going to ask Sunspire. In that tunnel leading from your room, which way did you go? I went to the right. It loops back around to a path that leads to the eastern side of the Colosseum, which... It's close to the exit, where I can quickly make my way back to the manor without too many people getting in the way. Fair enough. If we were to align, align ourselves for this common goal, which obviously we're here, so we're all at least open to the idea, how open would you be to giving us full access to the grounds? Are you asking for keys? Possibly. Be like. How's Garrick? We're still good. Garrick, yeah. Okay. He like waves a couple of his fingers and Geld just kind of tosses you the keys that he took from you earlier. He's like, Thank yeah, you. yeah, you can keep them this time, I guess. Very good. Thank you. And now I'll not alone in that endeavor. You may encounter others who we've selected to help aid in the investigation. Very good. And obviously we'll pay respects to personal property and whatnot, looking over at Yorderim. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we're going to stay above board for the sake of saving people's lives. But yeah. How well, have you mapped out the Under Coliseum? The Undercroft is uh, larger than you would think. Now, I don't have an exact map of the area per se, but my men know vaguely what I've told them today, which I'll share with you. Uh, there is a circular outer ring that goes around the Coliseum proper. There are many circular rings that exist between that and directly beneath the uh, Colosseum grounds. Uh, and below there is where the, uh, the traps and mechanisms and animals and such are kept before they're raised into the Colosseum proper. There are many 
access tunnels and, and hidden pathways that I am unfamiliar with, but am certain exist. Especially after what I've heard tonight about Beneath the Manor. To be honest with you, I've used them quite a bit, but I've never ventured too far inside. I've usually stayed around the outer ring just to avoid crowds. There's something about them that kind of gives me the, uh, the creeps. You know, dark tunnels everywhere you look. It's not a great feeling. That reminds me a bit of home. My last night's there. Do these keys also work for your manor? And where we were this evening? His eyes like visibly raise above your head and he kind of looks around the room for a minute and he nods and he's like, Yes, they will get you into the manor, but I would ask that before you go poking around the manor, you at least let some of us know so that we can be prepared for you and not just um, wonder why there are strange people moving about the house. Again, a little bit of trauma from the past keeps me a little quick to act at times. We'll keep that in mind. With an honest nod, not like a <laughs> sarcastic yeah. or deceptive. He, or he, anything. He's, nodding, he's nodding gravely. Like he looks like he definitely means what he's saying. Like he could be prone to just straight up kill you if you enter into his house without him knowing and he thinks that you're trying to kill him. Well, then I would project my nod <laughs> to we'll keep that in mind and yeah. you may or may not hear from us. Like, Yeah, yeah. So we have so far a list of the guards. Specifically, we want those three that disappeared. Uh, not guards, kitchen staff. Just kitchen for your staff. Own clarification. Employees, yeah. Yes. We've got the broken or the tattered sunspire cloak. Possible, though not confirmed, ties to Ashar or Umbra. We've got the keys, jingy, 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 and uh, access to the grounds, essentially. I mean, is there any anything else that, that we want that would help us out? Now, this person who tore the cloak is presumably going to try to get a mended one or throw be. us off of the scent. Is he going to be able to do that without you knowing? Mr. Sunspire. Geld kind of takes the question and he says, well, we, um, where we rose out of the sewer was, uh, a guardhouse with clothes and weapons and armor. Um, it's entirely possible that if somebody broke in when it was unmanned, they likely have already relieved the guard tower of a uh, intact cloak in that case. Probably. Well, that won't do uh, us any good then. You see, uh, uh, Bernalk, he's, um, pulling out a pen and paper and he's kind of writing down a list of names and he passes them, uh, to you or Farnay. You see the names Daniel, Gion, and Marseille written on it. Daniel, what was that second name? Daniel, Gion. J-I-O-N and Marseille M-A-R-S-A-I-L 
added an L and an E at the end. Ooh. These are the three. Remembering, sorry, wrong voice. <laughs> Remembering the um, people that we had brought in at the time, those are the only three that I, that were unaccounted for. And where would we find these three? Should they be where we would expect them to be? The, the, the manor has lodging for all of the employees. Um, it's, it's not on the manor ground. Uh, it's in another building. It's like a small apartment for the, the staff. Could you describe them? Um, uh, two, two males and a female. Um, one male is, uh, Gion is roughly six foot two, if I had to guess. Uh, he's a human. Daniel is also human, probably five foot eight ish. Uh, Marseille is female. She is a desert elf, roughly five foot four, olive skin, black hair. Uh, the two humans. John has uh, mousy blonde hair, kind of tussled, a little little long. Uh, and Daniel has kind of short cropped brown hair. Does that ring any bells for the three I saw running? I don't. Gion's skin tone? With the 11 you got before? I'm going to say tanned, ten. Morgan. I think it was a 10. Okay. So With the 10 you got before? Um, it's hard to remember exactly what okay. they looked like in that moment. Fair enough. You kind of gave them a passing glance and looked up at them and then kind of went off and then Millie got sick and it sounds like it could be right. So knowing my limited look of the mercenary guy that had the short brownish hair, mm -hmm. um, does that match the description? Uh, you're welcome to like, if you're asking like in character, um, Bernalk, if you like describe what you saw with his hair, Bernalk would say... Um, well, uh, uh, Daniel has um, short cropped brown hair. It's it's not uh, it's not curly or wavy. It's it's just very close cropped to his head. Gotcha. In the modern world, we would call it a Caesar cut. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. All right. So none of these guys fit that description, but they were all acting shady. Gotcha. Okay. There we go. So I know it's a big area. Well, I, I wasn't, um, I wasn't super close with them. Uh, they're, they're all relatively new. They joined in the last nine months or so. Um, Daniel and John, they've, they've kind of, they're, they're not from Venubia. Uh, they kind of have this, they were, they used to be kind of pale, but they're a bit darker skin now. You know, they've got the desert tan going on. You know, you can only get sunburnt so many times. <laughs> their ethnicity uh, like i said uh they're, they're humans not from venubia i think daniel is from the green sea I, I don't know exactly where he was from in the green sea um and john uh well he he's from um from satori as well so a bit farther away and marseille uh, she she's from here um she was 
born and raised in Fabrilla before well everything happened there. Um you know Geld was really trying to to help us down there and he was taking a lot of notes. We were kind of picking on him for it, but um your man's really trying to figure out what's going on. He's doing pretty good for you. Um, it would be nice to kind of have him help us and uh, pursue this as a career. I think he would be very good at it, seeing it led to a lot of um, new things being exposed to you that should have been and it could possibly tarnish your name. I think that it would help if he, he came with us. Would that be possible? Geld is like glancing back and forth between you and Sunspire at first. Like, where is she going with this? Or where are they going with this? And then you're saying that and you just see like this smile widening on his face. <laughs> and Halalu, uh, he's like, well, I mean, Geld has been a very trusted member of my staff for five years. He's one of the first to join us when we came here. Um, I would hate to lose him in any capacity, but it's a conversation that it will have. He kind of looks at Geld. It's a conversation we'll have in private. Um, I mean, if you have dreams, I don't want to keep you from them, my friend. And he just nods like respectfully and they kind of leave it at that. Do you have any more questions for me? I think we've kept him long enough for the moment. I have questions for you. Very well. Fair enough, yeah. I've heard talk of you lot meeting a god tonight. He's Alexander counting on his fingers. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you've met many gods. Let's expedite this a little bit. You're, you know the Osmir spirits, right? Not exactly. Um, I don't think this is a myth we have in Linaris. Uh, what is? Well, less myth, more reality. Looks glancing at fellow. Uh, the twin uh, soul of shit. The goddess's name has escaped me. Fix. Mm-hmm. Hey, I remembered. When her soul was split, the two Osmir spirits become of that I used to be one of them brushed with death turns out they like to split your soul nasty business anyway because of that a lot of gods have um, decided to act finally and it seems like they've chosen us as their conduit Mm. I met a man recently he fought in the tourney last year against people, uh, not against monsters and beasts, but against other people. The more, in my opinion, it's a more demanding tourney, but, but they're each different and have their values. Um, and we don't want to... Anyway, um, his name was Theo. And Theo... 
were searching for something or someone. He nearly won the tourney. He almost unseated me. It's the closest I've been to defeat a long while. Theo was very angry with the gods because they weren't acting. Because this primordial kraken gosi was released in the green sea and nothing was being done by any of the higher powers that could potentially step in to stop it i was there he nods i am not much of a believer myself i can acknowledge the existence without placing faith However, Theo, Theo was of the mind that the gods are not what they seem. That the gods are not something to believe in and put your faith in. That they were vain and weak, in a sense. That they were mockeries of something greater keeping all of us mere mortals away from a greater truth. I tell you this to follow with my next question. What are the gods doing now? How question. are they helping you? And why are they helping you now? How is this? And I grab the amulet. The why, I do not know. Lalusais. I wonder at times, well, it doesn't matter what I wonder. My next question for you. What are you willing to do to achieve your goals? What is too much for you to continue? Death is the end goal. For me, death is so, merely a suggestion. Everything short of that. <laughs> death is merely a suggestion here, my friend. Uh, I don't know. Explore the world. Death. Death is definitely not on uh, what I'm thinking of at the moment. You claimed at dinner tonight that you wished to stop Amira. You may have the help of four gods, you said. I'd have to think about it. Is it enough? What are you prepared to sacrifice to achieve that goal? Are you willing to die in pursuit of it? Once upon a time, maybe. You look like a good lot. Vibrant, filled with life. You look strong, capable. Do you think you're strong enough to stop something that is literally eating entire realms and worlds? How do you, how do you even plan to do this? And I ask because I am genuinely concerned as well. Well, I guess the better question is why is Amir doing this in the first place? 
Is it a greater cosmic balance they're trying to keep, or is it something else? I know not that answer, but... Theo had ideas. He told me he looked forward to the end of all things when a mirror would arrive. So that he could face truth, whatever that means. He said he was no longer living to see the next sunrise. He was living for the day that he met the great worm in the sky. So that he could exact vengeance. I don't know what that means, but maybe he takes it upon himself to try and save the world. It certainly seemed like the kind of person. I don't be, suppose it'd be possible to meet this deal. I don't know where he's been. We met briefly after the fight. He said he was moving on to new lands in search of answers. Yeah, I don't know about what your thoughts are about him being heroic. But angry at the gods, worshipping of the great worm in the sky, eager to meet Amira. I mean, this sounds like a guy that's wanting to be on his knees and pray as the sky is falling for this Not doomsday quite. to come. He... No was more excited to challenge Amira. Oh. Hmm. I don't know what his personal beef is, or if it's just the metaphysical sense of everything ending. But we all have our gods. Which do you serve? Which have blessed you? Well, Hayaka, for the starters. Nermis. Um, as I look in my notes. <laughs> uh, hold on. Let me wind up. Um, Christoph. Triven. I believe the god of the smithing somehow uh, changed the enchantment on this and caused it to shatter and split. He nods. The nature of Those these blessings. Well, um, I'd have to do another. Um, oh, what's the word for it? Identify. Is that I think is the right spell on it to to truly say? I haven't done that in a minute. I'm, I'm a little tapped out to do that right now. And your goal here if I recall correctly from the banquet, is to try and meet with somebody. Why exactly do you want to meet with the previous champion? If I remember correctly, it was you that brought up the previous champion, I think, because we were just looking for powerful allies, powerful tools, powerful resources that would be able to help us with this venture. Um... And the idea of, I think his name was Farrick, was yours, I believe, right? Correct. However, I ask as a twofold question. The first, 
What kind of power do you seek from him? And the second, less of a question and more of a concern. He is frail, and he is old. I fear that giving you his strength... Information uh, can be just as powerful. What do you mean, give us his strength? There is a legend in Venubia, in the Kosick Desert, of a giant who wanders the Sea of Sand. Old, decaying, his body nearly falling apart after some great war long ago. They say he wanders without destination, often walking in circles or crossing through vast oceans of sand. He seems directionless. They say he seems lifeless, but something compels him to move forward. The legends... <laughs> Farrakh was reigning champion for quite some time, you see. The legends kind of were attributed to him, whether rightfully or not, that this giant was once his vessel, and that there was more to him than met the eye. Regardless of that truth or, or myth, he is an old man now. Even speaking with him wears him out considerably. Would... Could I do a history check? Would I have heard of this since I've been around for a while about maybe a, a giant structure that ruled the desert far away and if I've heard any rumors or read any rumors? You can, you can make a history check. It's a high DC, but you can make a history check. Dara has spent almost, well, literally their entire life in this world in the Green Sea. It's a 12. 12. I'll say that over the years, you heard rumors of giants in the desert. But that's really about all you got. Just giant titan-like things that were worshipped at some point. I'll just keep that to myself since we all just basically learned the same thing. Sure. You have keys, access to the grounds. I ask that you be discreet. Do you think you can handle that? Looks well, like you're <laughs> Yeah. You're muted, buddy. Oh, I suppose I could go one night, one more night without breaking down a door. Regardless, and I mean this in the kindest of ways, you all look like shit. And some of you smell like it as well. Turns to Geld. I'm not excluding you either. <laughs> if that is all, and if we have established a modicum of trust, then I would ask... Primarily for your assistance and cooperation 
and also for your discretion. Until we know what is happening and who these people are, alerting that we're on to them or making wild accusations and guesses will only serve to give them more room to run. I think we hide like the cobra in the sands and strike when they least suspect. And we ask that you give us any information that you find out. And I look over at Geld and be sure that everything is open and on the table and that this is for a common benefit. Not just for the preservation of the name Sunspire. Halalu kind of sighs back into his chair, kind of sinks into it a moment before he leans forward and says, for all I know, I'm the last of my kind. While my house name means a great deal to me and the vast number of people who once existed under this name meant a great deal to me. I would not like to see it besmirched. If this is one of my guard, one of my honored friends and companions, there will be no avoiding it. I have a hard time believing that's the case. Like you just said, a snake in the mist. It doesn't make sense to me that one of my own could be engaged in these kidnappings. However, I suppose you never truly know people. That's what got my family killed. Ain't that the truth? People will do wild things for what they believe in. And if we've got religious fanatics running around, well... Things are probably going to get wilder. And either they've got into your guards' heads and shook. I would to not say their foundation, but like their morals. Or it's someone that has taken the place of one of your guards and appears as one of your guards, but we can't prove that. That is hearsay. Objection. <laughs> Objection. Speculation, Your Honor. Speculation. Yeah. Speculation. Uh, while it's possible that one of my guards have been compromised, I doubt it. Um, however, it is a matter that we're going to be looking into very seriously, and Geld will be helming that investigation. Obviously, if we learn anything about ourselves, our people, or our staff, we will make note, and you will be made aware, as well as the others that we have on this investigation. Again, if you happen to run into anybody poking around down below, and they... Well, don't harm each other. Uh, in fact, uh, Geld has prepared a few sigils for you, and these will be... <sighs> just kind of laughs a little bit to himself. 
Uh, it may sound silly, but these will be our sort of um, secret handshake, if you would. <laughs> if you meet someone in the access tunnels and they don't produce one of these, then you are fair to assume that they are not on our side. How uh, they, do you want us they, to approach apprehending in that situation? Non-lethally. We have a long line of questions that we would like to ask. And while there are ways to learn from the dead, I would prefer to see these people meet justice in a longer sense of the word. I also have a suggestion. Actually, call me out. Has anyone said the public thing yet before? Because I walked away to get a snack. Oh. Okay. I think that we should mention that. Coleman, I think you should be the one to mention it. If not, I was about to, and I was like, I don't want to claim that first. No, have at it. Go for it. Absolutely. You want me? Yeah, if you want to. You're talking. Let me finish this gluten-free Oreo real quick. Hang on. I don't think these are real. At this point, I'm getting uh, very antsy. I'm going to go check on Millie. Okay. 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 You get up and leave the room to go check up on her. I think that um, I'm going to turn to Halalu and say, I think that we should be open about this investigation. I think that being out there saying that you are trying to. I'm not good at this. I'm really not good at this. I think you're doing fine, Dara. What are you trying to say? I think that you should be honest with the people about what you're doing so that it it does give you a sense of security. In case it is found out, maybe someone can help. Um, someone might come forward and say they saw something and it would give us more evidence to work work on um do with that what you will but it yeah. would be better if more people knew that way Bala leans forward and kind of stands and says i disagree wholeheartedly actually Why? the more people who know the more commotion that will happen the more false leads that will be presented and the more muddy the investigation will become if Not every single person bit. in this tournament thinks that they are an investigator, the true people will slip away quite easily. And it could accelerate their timetable as well. And if if Hawalu comes out and says it, could make him a target. Well, I actually, um, I, I feel like I already am <laughs> quite a target. Uh, displaced from my home, hunted here. <laughs> Well, a more active one, maybe. Mm, I'd like to see them try. I really would. I think that perhaps we could make some kind of announcement, but it would need to be something very specifically crafted to not incite panic. And as your friend suggested, not to spur the entire arena into acting rashly. So, <clears throat> so far Maybe. today, uh, go, 
Uh, sure. Uh, so far today, like I said, before you order them, there were five people taken on the first day. And maybe some sort of announcement, not about missing people, but about, oh, like, um, I'm trying to figure out how to make this, this maybe metaphor, maybe. Uh, <laughs> like, like fantasy. Maybe not. Partying so hard the night prior. Presented under the guise of having found a missing person. Yes, like like at a grocery store. You want <laughs> your kid is up front. And, uh, yeah, exactly. And to keep an eye on those that you're with, so as to uh, not have those to small groups come saying that they've lost their person, people who have been kidnapped. Then you can question that person those small groups of people and not spur a bunch of wild investigations but get first-hand accounts from people who are close to those people only mm-hmm. not yeah. just some random passerbys who thought they saw them right excuse me hello for just one moment for just a second let me just i'm coleman i'm gonna pull or farney aside just for the gesture like really quietly i'm gonna say if if he they come to him they could easily if it is and i like look at you like gravely we might have a a blip situation happen where they all just are gone and then we have no evidence and I'm saying this very low. I'm I'm not I'm not trying. I, I don't want to sound like sus. I'm just saying like if he yeah. if he is yeah. out of I'm here, not, he not. is sus. And if he and if these people do come forward and say, Oh, my person's missing, oh well Oh, okay, whoop, okay. Right. They're gonna just yeah. make people just fucking vanish. Yeah. Oh, no mm. problem. Nobody came mm. forward. You solved my puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, congratulations. congratulations. I got you. What you um, want, a gluten free cookie? <laughs> Only the Oreos. Those are the best. Uh, I also like it how, like, uh, where it's like, we're not, I'm not trying to be sus. Meanwhile, you are pulling somebody out from the group and whispering, yeah. like, not yeah. trying to sound sus. Oh, you don't have to sound sus. You're already, you already are. I'm concerned. Meanwhile, but I, don't I want could just literally turn around and be like, <laughs> whispering into the earring and all of you would hear it. Um, I, I grab Dara by their face and I say, that's a good idea. God damn. I think probably we should say exactly what you just said to me to him to make sure that that does not happen. What do you say? Okay. Yes? Yes. This was your plan. You you do it if you want to. If not, that's fine, though. We just okay. keep it to ourselves. I'll just tell him. It's fine. Listen, um, I'm going to go back into character. Sorry. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Listen, Linda. Um, Listen. Listen, Linda. You're fucking sus, and we don't know about... Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to turn to Halalu, and I'm going to like return to our conversation and say, I'm sorry, I... I had some concerns that I wanted to run by Orifarne really quickly, and I think that I should tell you that I don't think that it is a good idea if they come to you in private. Um, 
not to say that I think that your prime suspect number If it would ease your mind, Dora, um, we can schedule these meetings with a member of your team, a member of my team, and a neutral third party <clears throat> as well. Sounds better. Just to, to protect all parties, not to make you out to be something or possibly he not. He waves his hand and he says, I'm used to wild speculation. I don't really care. But look, I have two members of the Bloods Blades, the Blood Blades, hello, and one member of Asta's own in on this as well. I don't plan to meet with these people in private because what's to say that the kidnappers don't just appear in front of me and banish me or teleport me somewhere else. The goal is discretion, but safety. For them and for us. Yeah. That is the way to go. Alexander Milley is sleeping very soundly. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was worried. Sorry. I meant to say that earlier. I just, I just had, I had to make sure because the whole, <laughs> yeah. you know, Georgian was kidnapped not but an hour ago. Yeah. Um, Halalu is kind of standing, and uh, he like pulls the cloak over his shoulders and kind of has to like tuck it over the the three kind of like cylindrical canisters on his side, and like pulls it tight. He looks at Geld. And Quintus and uh, Brenalk. He says, um, I thank you for your hospitality, and I hope your forthrightness and friendship in this matter, and I hope that we can find the truth of it before long. I've been trying to catch these people for five years now, slowly inching closer and then losing them each time. The patterns change. Nothing stays the same. It makes me wonder if these are perhaps a splinter organization among something larger, and each year they maybe send different people with different methods. I don't know. Well, our goal is to get inside the mind of our enemy and figure out where all these people are going. And how we can stop that safely during the event, because we do have um, day three tomorrow. It is yes. coming upon day, day two, two tomorrow. Sorry, day two. I'm sorry. I, I uh, round three of the tourney commences round early three. in the morning. It would be best to get some sleep. Um, would you like a little hint before I leave? A little cheeky hint from the champion. Do I walk back up as he says this? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll like, I'm, I'm playing it off that you've been back for a little bit. Okay. Because that was on me for not saying it. A little aid goes a long ways. Round three is uh, unlike the first two. It is meant to be a much longer round. You will more than likely feel just as exhausted as you did today in only round three, if not worse. Uh, some of you, <laughs> it won't be pretty. Um, the only thing I can give you fairly is that uh, not everything will be as it seems. 
keep an eye out for hidden paths. Were you going to add to uh, the hidden or what were you going to say, Jinhai? Uh, I don't know if uh, Dara uh, said this, but about the fish entrance from, you know, I'm walking here, fish. Did you ever disclose that with us? I I am sure that I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, no, I'm talking to Dara. Yeah. I'm asking Dara because... He just looks bewildered as you're asking that question. He's like, (laughs) you know, you know the time when we talked to the fish. He's like, hey, I'm walking here. Um, Every time at the zoo. Um, I don't mean secret tunnels necessarily, but uh, there will be shortcuts, as it were, if you know where to look. Anyway, Geld, Quintus, Renalk, let's go. See them kind of picking up their weapons, moving toward the door. They exit, and uh, as they're leaving, Geld is kind of hanging back just a moment, and he looks back at all of you, and uh, he turns to Dara, and he says, uh, thank you, by the way, for what you said to him. Uh, it's always been my dream to be an investigator. I think this could be really cool. Uh, but you'll go far, kid. Uh, more than you likely, um, I, I'm going to be uh, the liaison between House Sunspire and the Emerald Order for the remainder of this investigation. So uh, I shouldn't be far. If you need me, uh, you know where to find me, kind of, probably. I'm at the manor usually. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Look forward to it. Look, look, look forward, forward to seeing more of you. Yeah, just remember, you know, like five people are missing, so. Well, yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm excited to find them. Yeah, I'm willing to bet it's more than that now. Probably. I mean, six, really, and then five again. Yeah, so could be more, yeah. Well, um, I'll not keep you, but uh, I'll find you um, tomorrow after after round three. Touch base with anything I've learned. A couple of us are going to go explore the tunnels tonight, so hopefully we'll get some information. We'll be in touch. We'll uh, call you. Hand. No. One of us go with Have him. my guy call your guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just saw y'all play Skyrim where the, the guy like runs up. He's just fucking running to you and he has something. I don't remember what his name was. And I've got a letter for you. Uh, the messenger. Courier. Your eyes only. Courier. Courier. It's and then he's just like, here, here's the thing, and then he just yeets off. And yeah, you don't see him till the next time he needs to give you something. And I'm like, this man yeah. just really be running across Skyrim looking for you. He's fast traveling. Yeah. That's what he does. That's Geld. He's like, I'll find you. <laughs> I was thinking more of like uh, the the cop from Cloudy with the Chance of Beatballs. Just <laughs> I love that movie so much. That's good. Footlockwood. Theory. Footlockwood. <laughs> All right. Yes. Geld leaves. Shuts the door. They leave the uh, the Sweet Bean Pub. It's kind of quiet down there now. What do you guys want to do? Long I knew I so. I knew I'd get these keys. <laughs> and so those keys Lee are for the Coliseum, correct? Everything, everything. supposedly. Oh, everything. Okay. Jing jing jingle jingle. <laughs> Just shaking them. <laughs> jing 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 jong ding dong ding. He worries he's going to go hop in the shower because he's tired of smelling like crap. 
sure. I would Marguerite. imagine that. I was just going to say, I'd imagine at some point Alexander probably did that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll pray before bed, uh, but I'll let everybody else do whatever they want to do first. Does he go to the bed and like do the thing where he gets on his knees and like he has his own room? You wouldn't know. Oh yeah. my god! Is uh is Sarkis around? Yeah, I never yeah. put him away. So yeah, I mean he'd just been hanging out with us the whole time. I'll say like half that time he was like cuddled up around your foot as a little kitten, mm. and then the other half what? the time he like jumped over near Fallow. <laughs> oh my god! I do. I do have a question. Yeah. How is uh, nephew Chadisar and Sarkis getting along? Are they? It seems fine. Remember, Sarkis has the uh, has a very higher mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nephew Chadisar doesn't seem to really have one. <laughs> Corvo's also in the room too. So, oh, yeah, you're calling my. my have a menagerie. Calling my undead Drake. Oh, for God! I just have this dumb. pet bear here. Uh, who was once a hyper intelligent hive mind myconid king that's right but now he's he's just a rock zombie so that's the the, that's what happens to michael got it yeah fallow kind of gets up off the couch and he's kind of looking at the rest of you in the room and he's like well um it's getting late do you have any more business with me um i was happy to uh, speak with you, Alexander. There's still a room available in here if you if you'd rather crash here, but Yeah. He nods slowly. He says, uh I still have plenty of work to do tonight, so Oh uh, for me. How'd your how'd your match go? Like who who'd you who'd you fight? Like what happened? I fought a very large, ugly fucker. <laughs> And I killed it, and the crowd booed. I think I killed it too quickly. <laughs> That's rough. Was Very stylishly. 12, was it 12 seconds, I think? It was somewhere in there. It was expertly done, uh, if I say so myself, but also sloppy execution in terms of what the crowd wanted. So common folk. They don't appreciate the expertise and efficiency that you normally display. I imagine they're quite bored, really, you know. Folks. <laughs> they love to watch carnage and death. It's just kind of sadly. <laughs> or Farnay just happily nodding very honestly. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, I am. Um... I had better go get some rest and finish my chores with the blacksmith. You lot have a good night, and um, in case I don't see you tomorrow before the tourney, good luck. Thank you. And, and good luck to you. Be safe. Thank you. I'll, um, I'll take care. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to get you with uh, that that type of quickness you got about you. <laughs> Well, you never know. Um, we're all careless from time to time. Okay, don't, don't, don't say that. You're not going to get captured. And you just see Dar just knock on the wood piece of their chest. <laughs> well, do we? Do you want to be escorted? We can have two of our, uh, like me and somebody else, walk you out, walk you down, and then once you're there, 
I can't remember where you're staying. Are you staying in here? Uh, right across the street, really, at the blacksmith. Um, okay. It's not very far. I could probably just scale the building and be there in a minute. It's <laughs> um, you. Let's let's slow down. Let's slow down. Well, I mean, there's a pulley. I just, you know, but. You're just going to spread eagle right off no, the I'm window. just. He just like laughs like as he's backing away here, toward the door know. and he just closes it behind him as he's leaving. <laughs> he's like, no, no, I just, uh, door closes. <laughs> did y'all hear what I said? Yeah. Coleman did. I said, oh, you, yeah. don't, uh, you don't need to spread eagle out the, out the window like Alexander did. Just take the use of the door. So, um, back to this to get a little bit more done before ending tonight. Um, is there anything anyone would like to do before bed? Yeah. I'll go just, after um, Coleman. I'll just do a quick prayer. Um, in his room, he's just going to put all his swords on the ground. And he's going to have his great sword, which is wrapped up. And he's going to be standing with it and have his hands on the guard. And he's kind of just holding it to his chest. And he's going to close his eyes and he's just going to say... <sighs> Things are really, really ramping up here. Supposedly, they've got four gods already sided with them. And I, I know I have your blessing, and it's through your guidance that I am able to survive what I have and every night and every morning so far and every strife that I come across, but I'm thinking, and I don't want to be asking too much, but I, we may need more than that. I don't know if you're here, if that's why you've brought me here, but I may need you more than just having your blessing. Forgive me if I'm being presumptuous or asking too much, but it's a tough road ahead. And you know I'm probably your most devout follower. So, yeah, that's it. Thank you. He kisses the pommel of his sword and goes to bed. Roll a roll a d twenty, Farney. Okay. I just get a tenth level cleric divine intervention right there. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, powering up the tablet. That's a 12. 12, okay. Um, as you're like holding the, the hilt um, and praying, you feel it get a little bit warmer. Just a slight confirmation for you. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Chase, you had something. Uh, it was just going to be something small um, because uh, he's so uh, just more or less distracted by Millie. Um, I'm going to get grab a chair, take it into the, the room, set next to the bed, and do the whole fall asleep in the chair next to the bed thing. Beautiful. You love it. Millie is very serenely sleeping. Uh, occasionally, she kind of like tosses and turns, but for the most part, she looks at peace and relaxed. Dara, you had something. Yes. Going to say a quick prayer, but then I was like, well, Coleman's probably going to say a prayer, and that sounds like <laughs> a copycat. So do I'll, a prayer I as well. Don't I don't want to elaborate. 
You're like an actual cleric. I'm just a religious guy. It's like, you have more right to pray than I do. Like, (laughs) No one has the right. We're all equal. Um, You can't pray to your gods unless I tell you it's okay. So, Meanwhile, our new neighbors are like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) He is right by the door. Even think about that. Yeah, and the community room's right there as well. So it's like. Anyway, Dara. uh, I will say a quick prayer to Naramis. And I say quick, but I think that really the way Dara is going to pray is going to be meditation, being in the, like meditating on the thoughts of what is pure and what is lovely, what is, what is merciful in this life and like regarding all of those things and good attributes so that when they go into the field tomorrow, they make graceful decisions as they just sit with uh, maybe Chad Nazar on their lap again. For some reason, I, I like the idea that when Dara goes into that meditative state to be more connected with Naramis, that Chad Nazar is just like drawn to that and will just sit <laughs> on their lap. Yes. Yes. Because it, finally they, they, they're at peace. So... And they're going to think on their uh, the future and their friends back in back in Karth. And Hang I'll, on one I'll minute, because this is really funny to me. Oh, okay. Nebuchadnezzar uh, is moving to to uh, get cuddled up to you as you pray to Naramis because they're drawn to it. And remember that Naramis is uh, the god of arcana harvest nature and like life <laughs> yeah <laughs> this undead thing it makes sense because he's like drawn to maybe that that pull of life who knows um but as you do your prayer uh nebuchadnezzar does curl up in your lap and as you're kind of meditating and praying um unconsciously maybe from yourself or maybe from Naramis's influence uh you kind of like look down at Nebuchadnezzar and you can see that like a small flower has kind of grown on the bone like near his head before it kind of breaks off and falls oh sad is anybody else wanting to do anything tonight Lucian wants a shower Mm. (laughs) I'm sure I'm covered in blood and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I was also going to like assess the holes in his in his clothes that have newly formed and stuff like that. And then uh I'll just kinda crawl into bed and make sure that there's like room at the foot of it for uh for circus to curl up if he's so inclined or to wander around and bug people all night if he wants to. Or whatever. Yeah, he'll he's a he's a very lazy kind of thing. Lazy little guy, he'll curl up with you. Curl up with you. Gavik would absolutely hate it now that we know Sarkis could be out all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he has limits still, but but he can be out for long periods of time, and he doesn't need to rest as much anymore. Gordy's going to go out to the balcony and sit down out there for a little while. And he's going to pull out a little, like, flip or not like thing that opens up like that with two pictures on each or one picture on each side. Mm, yeah. One of his entire family and then one of his wife and kids. 
Yeah, and you he's do. just gonna sit out there and enjoy the nice weather. Cool weather. Nice cool weather. Um, as you're sitting out there, you kind of can't help every now and again, but look up at the sky and the stars and wonder: Is your family seeing the same stars, or are they somewhere else entirely far away? Um, the smaller moon, Sheezel is waxing it's rising and large on the horizon as you sit up there for a while just kind of blanketing everything in a soft glow that's actually where he's going or i'm gonna fall asleep as well okay um or roll me that's it i'm gonna do something cool here for you Okay, roll me a roll me a wisdom safe. <laughs> That's not very cool. <laughs> uh, hey. at disadvantage. Oh, you saw the eighteen and then said you know, Oh, I didn't said, see anything. It went from an eighteen to a ten. It was almost oh, a seventeen. Baby. Oh baby. I hope you get a lot of your abilities back on a short rest. Um you fall asleep. Most of them. Yeah. You, you shouldn't be super affected by this. But you fall asleep. And you begin dreaming. First person view, you are floating down the access tunnel once more. You hear whispers. You begin following them around a corner, and then another, and then another. You can't see anything. Your blind sight isn't working either. You see nothing. It's pitch black. And suddenly, a painful sensation erupts through your body as you look down, and coming from your chest, you can see a long ice spike numbing your body. You're finding it hard to breathe. You begin kind of shuddering and sweating. You pull the ice spike free. Suddenly your body feels fine. You continue moving through these tunnels, having no choice but to move forward. The walls around you begin closing. Every path you take closes behind you. Until eventually you come across a small antechamber where you can see two people. The same two people that you had seen earlier that day. The large seemingly religious figure about the same stature as Sunspire, wearing his black and gold robes and black cloth mask, and the mercenary with brown, kind of curly on top hair. <clears throat> the religious man, will say, turns to look at you. And in a familiar voice, he says, You were warned. Not to venture far on your own during this investigation. <sighs> you know things that, frankly, we can't allow. You hear his voice kind of shift slightly. As his body begins to grow 
and grow and grow until it fills the entire space of the chamber. It's a writhing black mass of shadow. And in Hilalu's voice, you hear, regardless whether you win or whether you lose this tourney, you personally will lie far below the sands of the Colosseum, sacrificed like so many others, forgotten by house and home, forgotten by family, forgotten by your friends. You will be nothing but shifting sand in an ever-flowing sea. The dream ends, encompassed by darkness, and you awaken in a cold sweat, taking six points of psychic damage, as you do. <clears throat> Unable to complete a long rest tonight. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Everybody! <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I, I I have to awaken everybody for that. Yeah. <clears throat> for reference, this is happening close to five in the morning. So all of you can get your long rest. <laughs> and, okay. However, the effects of the dream spell, if you fail. <laughs> yeah. And at disadvantage due to having a body part, lock of hair, clipping from nail or similar portion. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> that... <laughs> oh, that guy at the bar. Mm, all right. Uh, yeah. I... Hello, everybody. Come here quickly. Oh, my God. I, I come out sword drawn. I. Do I look fine? Everybody look around. Do I, does everything look okay? Yeah, I'll do a clean sweep over him. Do I sense I'll kind of look at him like... <laughs> Check. Yeah. the ghost expert. I'm going to do a clean sweep. Piss off, ghost. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> can I just... Can I do a, like an arcana check on him? Looking for <laughs> If you're proficient, sure. I am. Nora with the ocular I'm pat down. <laughs> just, I, I'm just looking at you. Seeing if there are any I, new appendages on you. A 21. Do I sense magical uh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. You sense some spooky shit happening to Orofarne. You're not entirely certain what it is, but something was definitely having a presence over him while he slept. We need to exercise you. Exercise. Um, the room <laughs> is cleared. Like, <laughs> um, uh, uh, just, uh, you see his hands are shaking a little bit. He says, I just had a, a really wicked dream. Uh, I was back in the tunnels, and I saw the, the two figures again, and uh, Halalu, he spoke to me from the masked clergyman. And then he just erupted into this large bulbous globulous shadowy black mass and said that even if we win the tournament i will be sacrificed <clears throat> just like another person and i am not gonna leave he was really fucking cheeky about it 
That's you said that was Halalu. Are you certain? It, was it wasn't just somebody putting on to voice. be him. I don't know what the magic here is, but in the dream, his voice spoke to me and straight said that I'm going to be buried in the ground as a sacrifice. Now, I don't know what the magic is, but his voice said it. And then he, as the clergyman, transformed into this giant mass enveloping the entire underside of the Colosseum. And then I woke up. We need to tell Halalu immediately. Oh, fuck yeah, we need to tell Halalu immediately. He wouldn't, he wouldn't dare threaten me like that and then expect <laughs> us to come back and then immediately confront him about it. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. He no. was like, ooh, it was me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you solved my puzzle. Oh. <laughs> I love gold. <laughs> I love gold. <laughs> um. I've not rested at all, <clears throat> by the way. <sighs> That's fine, though. You already still passed out outside. You oh, did. No. <laughs> I rolled for as it. As we know. Yeah. <laughs> I rolled to see if he'd wake up, and he did not. Yeah. Roll to see if Yordi was kidnapped. No, you're fine. Oh, God. <laughs> Sarkis, do you, you wake up wake you in a place unfamiliar to you? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever awoken in a strange place? We lost, we lost oh, Craig. My. We lost Craig. No. We lost Craig. Frog. I literally oh, just got fuck. the message, so I shouldn't have lost much. God yeah. damn it, Craig! Have you ever awoken on a rooftop in a strange place? Oh come on! <laughs> Have you ever slid forward. down a rope used as a pulley to bring kegs to the roof? There it goes. You you say not Marshall. Uh, reminded okay. me of like the Shia LaBeouf, like you're walking in the woods. <laughs> well, I'm channeling my inner Jonathan Frakes. Yep. <laughs> Have you I'm ever gone skiing in the middle we're, of winter? We're good to go. Am I frozen on anybody else's thing? You are. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're frozen in fear of what just happened. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> he said bye. He said big bomb. Um. Yeah, uh, Sargus can go wake up, Yordi. Yeah, yeah, I'll let Sargus yeah. go wake him up. Yordi, you wake up to to the feeling of like a leathery kind of sandpaper tongue, just like licking your hand. Is it like on my chest, or is it still on the ground, just like licking my like my hands? <laughs> I like to imagine you've kind of like passed out, like laying back a little bit, and your hands kind of near the ground, and he's just licking it, and then he curls up on it, and then he just keeps licking it. Did did oh, Millie start all awake when I went running out the door? Oh, one hundred percent. Okay, one hundred percent. Yes. We'll scoop up Sarkis and just kind of put him on a chest and kind of just. Yeah. It's amazing Millie to bite is... you with his little vampire kitty teeth. Millie is just kind of slowly shuffling into the room where everybody's at. I've let I've dismissed the sword by now. Okay. He's up. He's just still enjoying the nice air. Just kind of. Petting circus. I will Sorry. say, uh, probably about this time, a little bit after this, maybe, but about this time, circus like slowly begins to. Um, you see, like in your arms as you're holding circus, uh, you start to feel this kind of cold. Jackson, Jackson, 
you start to feel this kind of cold sensation. Um, and suddenly you feel this like small burst of wind as snowflakes begin to spin around Sarkis's body. And the weight of him slowly disappears from your arms as the snowflakes spin and spin and spin throughout the air and then all shuffle back as if blown by the wind toward Clusion, um, kind of getting sucked back into the moonstone figure. He's just going to be confused. He's going to be like, where did he go? You killed Sarkis. <laughs> did you come back in or are you just sitting out there confused? <laughs> Walk back in. I'm inside the building now. Walk back in. It's just like. Oh. I assume that's about what it looks like when he goes like every time. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, he just. Every he time. Just He's, it's in. happened twice. Yeah. Well, when it's happened before. <laughs> like, oh, well, twice yeah, in the last just... year. Every time. <laughs> well, it's it's not that it's not every time. If I had a nickel for every time it happened. You know, straight up. Into <laughs> snow and goes back in. Yeah, he went. He's went back home. He's resting. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, you know who's not resting? Orifarne. Yeah. This guy. Dude, I wouldn't be able to rest either after that. Fuck. <sighs> well, one thing that is for sure. We need to go check out the underneath of the Colosseum if we can still have fuel after the round today. Especially you. Are you? How how are you feeling? Are like are you? Are, would you be okay? Or like, do you feel fit enough to like? Do we need to go buy you some potions? Like, I mean, I I'm mostly fine health wise. Um. One, two, three. I have four hit dice left. If I were to take a long, a short rest, um, I'm okay. On me. I'm I'm okay for the most part. Um, it's yeah. the recharging of my spells that I am not having, or my ability to shift time. So, well, DM, you, question. for yeah. mechanics' sake, does that mean he also got a point of exhaustion for not resting the twenty-four hours? Yes. It might be. Bitch, it might. Which is just disadvantage on ability checks for one point, right? I believe so. I think, not attack uh, Not attack rolls, though. Nope. That's not until, like, level three. Exhausting. It's like ability checks, saves, attack rolls. Your, like, speed becomes zero. Well, that's, that's like... That's, that's five points. Yeah, yeah that's bad. If you get to that yeah. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then incapacitated. Well, if you if you are feeling down, I have something I can give you if you're be willing to take it. Oh, buddy, sure, absolutely. All right, yeah. Uh, he's gonna reach around and kind of pull off his necklace, um, and kind of hand it to you. Uh, this will ensure that if you're ever to fall in combat. Instead of dying, I guess you stabilize. Uh, I've also found it really useful um, taking short rests. It helps me heal faster. More of like natural in some sense. 
Yes, it is kind of magical. I'll send it to you. That's great. Sure. I'll just use it today and yeah. give it give it back tomorrow. Yeah, you you need to attune to it as well. Just as I'll make sure to do that before we go out on the in the stadium today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I'll get you with my my healing wand later if you need it. And I don't know, the magic ring is kind of cool. I'll just get it. You don't get that. Sorry. <laughs> I'll let you puff on the magic pipe later, though, if you want. <laughs> it's just tobacco. <laughs> His inner gavic is showing through. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Are you guys actually going to Halalu's place? I mean, I thought that's what we were doing. Or was that a joke? <laughs> I don't know. We probably yeah. You've got roughly two hours before the tourney. Two and a half hours. So do we want to risk being pulled into something that makes us miss the round? If, you know, if, if shit hits the fan in this conversation here and Halalu decides to... Ah, you know, or... You no, know, we're pulling you out or something. Or, like, we just miss our... Uh, our, like, time window. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, you said it was about five, right? Five o'clock-ish. Yeah, it's like roughly five, five thirty. So you when know that the first round will start about eight. Eight. I mean, if we find him. Probably have enough time. We just see if he's in the stadium in like the main part. Or well, I don't if... know if he's even up yet. I wouldn't be opposed I'll... to j- just waiting, or we could go now. I also have a one-way ticket to yeet us out of here for push comes to shove. That's true. If I go through that portal, the prophecy of the big blob is automatically wrong. So, mm-hmm. unless they have some means of keeping you here, then. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said. <laughs> He's like, don't give him ideas. <laughs> I looked directly at Marshall as soon as Jackson said that. I don't know. You must really like that necklace, huh? <laughs> yep. Thank you. I'm attuning to it. <laughs> as, we speak. as we speak, I'm attuning to it. Alexander, you look behind and you, you see Millie kind of approaching and she's got kind of tucked in one of her hands. She looks like she's in a daze, but kind of tucked in one of her hands, she has the diary. And she looks at you and she's like, I am... Um, I found this by the bed. Right. Is this yours? Yeah. That has everything written in it. She like starts to hand it back to you. <laughs> she's I, like, I well, it. if you... If you want it back, yeah. It may help if you give it a read. Does make eye contact. I can I can read it while you guys are in the tourney. I can I can bring it. She kind of nestles it close to her. Determined to read it later today while you guys are doing your thing. So are we just getting ready or are we going to Sunspires? Dude. We we have to participate in that round, but we also have to tell him, is there a way, like, that... I'm sure he would have said, if you need to quickly send some... He would have had some, like, messenger dude, right? Like, he would have told us about this. No, Geld said that he'll make contact with you after the round. 
after the round. After the round. Okay, so... As well as that, too, he did mention that, you know, we're, we're a, a prestigious group and a participant here, and if we just don't show up, then mm-hmm. that will raise some suspicion that he doesn't want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll go to the round, I guess, and then we'll just go straight to the manor and meet up with a giant ooze of a man elf. <laughs> okay, so you're going to the actual round. Yes? No? After I attune to my After new you attune. Okay. amulet. Still take some borrowed. time, have some breakfast, you know, get ready for the day, you know, put your makeup on. Um, you know. <laughs> oh, put no makeup on. Grab your do keg. all the things you need to do. Grab your eggs. Put them on your <laughs> shoulder. Uh, can I take a short rest? He's over here, like putting war paint on. <laughs> yeah, his you can eyes take a short rest in that time. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, men do that, but he is a Viking, like guy. If you Viking, are you uh, staying around there to get a short rest for Orfarne, uh, I will say, after about forty-five minutes, you hear a flutter near one of the windows. And uh, Clucian, you see a pigeon, kind of a muted kind of yellow color to its feathers with a message tied to its leg. And it's just kind of fluttering at the window and kind of stamping its feet, looking in. I will go take the message off of the pigeon's leg. Okay. I assume it was on its leg, because that's the only way it's still going to be able to fly. <laughs> yeah. Am I still in the room? I don't know where you're at. <laughs> I thought... Where's Dara? Somebody We're not all your, in the uh... same room anymore. Or if Arnie wanted to take a short rest, so you guys are like kind of doing whatever you're doing in that time. <laughs> um, but Clucian, you see this bird. You take the letter, uh, and if you examine it, you can see on the seal is uh, what looks to be a ziggurat with a tome at the top of it. Okay. I guess I'm going to wait until we have everybody together to open it just in case, uh, you know, something bad happens. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. We all get teleported somewhere. You figured out my puzzle. Oh no! <laughs> now I have to change things. Quick anti-magic zone. That's the BBEG voice. That's the one. Oh, there it is. No. That's, that's what a sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! The world eater. No. You find a way to kill her or steal her away. Oh no! <laughs> Just like the worst German accent you can ever. You do. found like, my weakness. <laughs> <laughs> oh How did you know that was Javina Schnitzel? <laughs> <laughs> I could never pass up a good strufel. Oh my god! Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> I apologize to all the German folk that may or may not end up listening to Look, this. That's not even a German accent, okay? I was doing a very, very uh, bad rendition 
I mean, Coleman got it earlier. I was doing a very bad rendition of Goldmember, who is Dutch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> repeat sorry to statement. All the Dutch people. Yeah. I'm not sorry for the Dutch. Yes. <laughs> no, it's I a love quality, quality film. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we love Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, um, yeah, some time passes. You guys get ready for the day. You get your things together. Um, at some point, you group back up. Uh, and you have that letter, Christian. You can do with what you want. Uh, right now, everybody's together, or you can wait until you get down to the tourney, um, or later, or whatever feels good for you. You're muted, homie. Oh, we're doing this here now. Sorry, I was coughing. So. <clears throat> Not allowed to cough. This is a no coughing zone. I know, that's why I muted myself. COVID free zone, okay? Like, <laughs> but um, I'm going to tell everyone, like, hey, uh, Pigeon showed up with this on it earlier. I opened it. I was waiting for us to all be all to be together. <clears throat> I don't know if anybody wants to. Uh, anybody with a little bit of little bit of a more magical inclination wants to give it a once over before we just pop this bad guy open or not. Oh, but oh, step aside, ladies. I'll ritual cast detect magic. Take ten minutes. It's not magical. Nothing magical about it. All right. Break the little seal on her and see what it says. Everybody dies. Oh no! <laughs> you forgot the puzzle. <laughs> oh, cool. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you had it fun. It was the bus driver the whole time. <laughs> oh my! Um, uh, the boat the guy from the very first episode. <laughs> yeah. I the bus called driver it from the first episode. Yeah. Yeah, he did. So did I. It was easy to call. Um, no, you, you open it up and it's a letter, uh, an official writ of recommendation uh, seemingly from the Lorekeeper's Grove in Ganesi, in Ganesi, in the Green Sea. Hello. <laughs> um, and essentially without getting like into this like 10 minute long letter of just monologuing, uh, I'll give you the highlights. Uh, it is asking if Jinhai would like to come down to the Lorekeeper's Grove soon. And as he's familiar, as the Lorekeeper is familiar with Jinhai at this point, as one of the first Amok that he has met, uh, to act as a sort of representative and guide and onboarding project, uh, the Lorekeeper mentions that he is growing old. And he fears that he doesn't have much longer left to live. And he wants to pass his knowledge to a new group of people and break the tradition of having one lore keeper. Um, and having heard quite a bit about the Macanesian people, he thinks it would be a very wise and serendipitous occasion to have you and some of your people be shown around the hidden libraries. Uh, so that you guys can gain some knowledge and essentially act as caretakers of the library. That's I, huge, Janai. It's awesome. Yeah, like I like uh, the I can't even like wrap my head around that. That's oh my god. Uh, I mean, like I mean, yeah, I'd be honored, but like don't we have this? thing going on like 
You see it? Inclusion, real quick? Yeah, definitely. I'll hit it too. I just. I mean, it, it's pretty much addressed to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, glancing just it over, um, it doesn't look like there's any necessarily uh, date, like hard date, on when you need to do this or if you need to do this. Uh, it's just a, an option. Um, but essentially, it is just a, a, a recommendation for you and some of your people to come down and for you to kind of guide them through the different areas and teach them some things uh, that the Lord Keeper would be teaching you directly. That, oh, God. Uh, God, we've this is like roller coaster of like events, and it's not even like seven <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Orphan is like buckled over in the corner, vomiting still. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like pure elation. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> amazing opportunity just as a very quick aside out of game context for this um jackson is joining the marines and will be leaving for some time um anywhere between like chip date they say maybe 16th or 23rd because i do not want to miss my graduation so yeah you're one of those dates i'm probably i'm gonna be leaving and this is like really huge. And so um, we, we we want to, like full disclosure, just find something that makes sense and fits his character and is good. Um, and that when he does come back at that point after, you know, he leaves, it won't be for a few more sessions. But after he leaves, uh, uh, you can already bet that Jackson and I are going to be having some one on ones about some of the things that he's learned and seen that he can then reveal to the party at his discretion when he returns. Even better. Oh, that'd be that'd so be fucking cool. cool. Yeah. Bill, you should go join the Peace Corps. That way, Clusion can learn some <laughs> some sick lore drops and just bring them back to us. Oh my! <laughs> uh, well, that's a noble cause. I don't know that it's for me. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh. No, but we're happy for you, Jackson. <laughs> Yeah. Great, great opportunity. Oh, it's been trying to cut weight. It's been something else, but yeah. Anyway, back to the game. Yeah. Wow, it, it, it's just I'm I'm still like happy regardless of like in or out of game. So, ah, oh, I mean, yeah, I probably want to leave fairly soon. It well, first of all, I gotta go. I gotta go back to the Marisian jungle and tell them about this. If I don't know even know if they'll accept me without my uh list completed i mean what uh oh god that's interesting oh but i i can i i still want to help you guys I, at least today or like i don't know try putting a good word with like i don't know people here uh for, for all i care you can keep that uh that item uh or farnay at least until, you know, I get back. Like, talk about it, sure. You know, I mean, it's yours, and you got a long journey on the way, so yeah, we'll talk about it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We need to go speak to Sunspire. I'm so excited, I can't even say words. Sunspire, right? We should probably go do that before, you know, we miss out on the journey. Sure. You guys yeah. heading into the Coliseum to try to catch Sunspire uh, before the round starts? 
you know where to find him, presumably in the uh, announcer box up there with uh, Abilene. Um, and we'll get to that next time. And we will officially begin round three of the Barokamuda next session. I'm really excited about it. It's going to be probably the longest round. I I fully anticipate it taking like at least two to three sessions. Uh, it's, a, it's a doozy. All right. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I, I already, I like the only note that I have is something I feel like it's going to become very important that you said, like Sunspire had said, like there, there are shortcuts if you know where to find them. Mm-hmm. I just got an mm-hmm. idea now. Yep. Well, listen, thank you guys so much for listening uh, to this week's episode. Uh, we appreciate you. Um, those of you who are subscribed to our Patreon and are listening to the, the raw episodes, uh, we hope you enjoy the terrible jokes we made during the break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you again for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. Uh, and have a wonderful week. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Go fuck yourself.